0: Hi folks, this is Ryan F. Mandelbaum, and this is the first of two podcast pilots I've made for Science Line. I'm only letting you know, since I don't want you to be confused when you hear from me again next week on a totally unrelated topic. Thanks so much. Enjoy! Hi there, my name is Ryan Mandelbaum and this is Talent Show, where we show off your talent and I reveal your secret. Every week we'll play a game to show off a guest's talent and find out how they do it. Then I'll be talking to an expert who can help me understand how that talent works. You know, how do you do that? Except I can get a real answer, not some sort of, I don't know, one day I just woke up and knew kind of answer. Today's talented guest is Eli Grober, a New York City comedian who has relative pitch. I learned that he had relative pitch when somebody brought out a guitar tuner when we were drunk at a party in college. But before we get to Eli, let's do some definitions. Relative pitch and absolute pitch are both sometimes referred to as perfect pitch, but they're actually two different things. Now, absolute pitch is generally defined as the ability to name or produce an isolated musical note without the aid of any sort of reference. So if you think about somebody who's able to say, oh, yeah, the New York City subway doors close in the key of C. Now, relative pitch is a little different. People with relative pitch have to be given a reference note, and once they hear that note, they can compare it with all of the other notes to figure out what notes they're hearing. So if I played a note, and I told you it was a C, then you could name all of the other notes I played because you could mentally compare them to that C that I gave you. Now that's what Eli has, so let's go talk to him. So Eli, tell me about how you found out that you had relative pitch.
1: Um, I had played a lot of music in college uh, to kind of make funny, dumb musicals. Um, but one night at a, at a party, someone had a guitar tuner, and I'd just been playing a lot of music throughout the day, and I, and I was just on, wow, impressing people with my ability to just sing notes into a guitar tuner and it was like a party trick that lasted one night. Um, it was great. It was very funny.
0: Awesome, so what we're going to do is play some notes now. Because Eli has relative pitch, we have to give him a test pitch, so we're going to give him a middle C. Now once he's calibrated, I'm going to play him a series of notes that spell out a silly sentence that I made up out of the letters on the scale. Eli's going to try and guess each one, and then we're going to talk about what he was thinking. I'm pretty sure he's going to get them right because, well, I've seen him at a party. I was pretty drunk, but I think I remember it being pretty cool. So here's that middle C. And now we're gonna play some notes, one after another, and you're gonna tell me what they say. Are you ready? Don't get nervous, all
1: right? I'm sweating. It's an F. A. B. uh, D. A. That's a D again. And that's a B. That's down to A. G, G again, that's an E, and a D, A, D, A, B. All
0: right, well, you got all but one, it was a C, it was was a C,
1: C. it was a C, Uh, I thought it was a C, and I was yeah, I was trying to keep track of what you were spelling out, <laughs> and I was like, maybe maybe I was wrong maybe it was a d what did you spell
0: well, what do you remember me spelling what what notes do you remember I
1: remembered okay it was uh dad there's
0: a couple dads in there
1: it was no it was uh sorry it was it was fab was the first word fab dad um bag. And then,
0: ged. Close. <laughs> what was it? It was a C. So... It was gek. No, no, it was... <laughs> it was a fab dad bagged a cab. You know, oh, like bagged a
1: cab. Yeah, isn't
0: he yeah, like I hailed a cab? Hey, cabbie, let me get that yeah, cab. Yeah, ba-
1: yeah, no, that's what I say all the time. When I when I'm able to hail down a cab, I get in and
0: say, hey, I bagged ya. <laughs> so, um, as you can probably tell, you actually did way better than I think you thought you were gonna do.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, what were you? What were you thinking while you were aside from man? I don't want to embarrass Ryan, who you know probably thought I had perfect pitch, and then you know I didn't have perfect pitch at all. What what were you thinking
1: Um, during it? I was thinking mostly about um, uh, intervals. Where are we going? Are we going up a fifth, down a third? Um, Because those I can much more easily. Uh, associate with notes. So it's more of a two-step process for me than a one-step if I had perfect pitch, but my two-step process is, okay, we went down a third, what note is that? Uh, we went up a fifth, we went down a fourth, what, you know, the those intervals are very helpful.
0: Yeah, I gave him a brand new sentence um, for him to try out, and uh, after we practiced a little bit, he, he picked it right back up, right? and that kind of yeah. feel that, that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The first couple of test sentences we did were a little rough, but I also have not, touched a musical instrument in over a year and a half so uh,
0: um, but it was you know I mean you know it's it's kind of like riding a bike all right well um, I think that that's uh, I think that's everything that I came for Uh, do you have anything else to to tell me Eli Uh, this was fun it made me it it got me back if this gets me back into music and I become like a
1: famous musician uh, you get at least you know 10 or 20% I think
0: so that was relative pitch. Pretty cool. But that doesn't answer a key question I have. Can I learn to do this? To answer those questions, I turn to Stephen Hedger, a University of Chicago researcher. He's going to tell us a bit more about perfect pitch, relative pitch, and he even has a little surprise for us. So I have Stephen Hedger here on the line with me. Now, Stephen, how do people first find out that they have Perfect pitch. It's generally
2: thought to be cultivated during a critical or a sensitive period of development. So what I mean by that is after the age of, let's say, six, seven, eight years old, the probability or the likelihood of developing what is known as absolute pitch uh, decreases dramatically.
0: Now, I always assumed that having perfect pitch means that you're destined to be a great musician, but that's not actually true, apparently.
2: So one of the things that has been argued, although this has been challenged with some recent research, is that absolute pitch is not necessarily uh, a musical talent. Um, There has been some recent um, research that challenges this notion, showing several music-specific advantages for individuals with absolute pitch. But I think that there is an interesting dissociation between
0: the ability and what we might call musical talent or musical ability. So your work actually suggests that in some cases, absolute pitch can be acquired if your brain is wired the right way. Tell me a little bit more about that.
2: Sure. So one of the fundamental assumptions of absolute pitch ability has been its dichotomous nature. And so what I mean by that is it's a very, it's thought to be a very clearly defined ability. You have it or you don't. So This doesn't seem to completely line up with some of the empirical results that we see when we look at what I would call the full spectrum of absolute pitch ability. You see a much greater sort of gradation of ability than you might expect if you were really thinking of this as a truly dichotomous ability. You know, there are various sort of gray areas of maybe not perfect absolute pitch, but certainly something that is higher than, let's just say, you know, picking note names out of a hat this kind of gradation had led to sort of our sort of understanding that maybe there is some plasticity in the ability to train this.
0: All right. Now, I saw that you were a music major. Do you have absolute pitch?
2: (laughs) Um, So my pitch recognition um, is unfairly good, but that is because uh, I do possess absolute pitch. And so a lot of this research... Um, is is driven by the kinds of questions and the kinds of experiences that I've noticed um, just sort of with my experiences in relation to other individuals who may or may not have absolute pitch with varying degrees of music experience. I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily musically talented at all, though, unfortunately.
0: Oh, that's great. Now, I actually have this test that I've been doing with somebody who has relative pitch. Can you try it out?
2: Yeah, sure. Hopefully, uh, the uh, the pitch fidelity will be uh, maintained through the phone, but I think I think we should be okay.
0: So I've somehow managed to have this whole setup ready. So why don't I just play you four bars, and you can tell me what I'm trying to type out with letters A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. Does that sound all right?
2: Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, so if you present them, you know, one every
0: second, I can blurt them out as soon as I hear them. All right. To my listeners, Steven's going to name the notes as I play them for him. Are you ready?
2: Uh, as ready as I'll be here. <laughs> D, A, D, B-flat, E-flat, G, E-flat, D,
0: A, F, A, B-flat, C, A, (laughs) B-flat. Well, it looks like you got them all right. The sentence was, Dad bagged a fab cab, which does not mean anything at all. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Well, I think that's all the time we have. Thank you so much for coming in. It was awesome hearing about your study, and thanks for humoring me at the end there.
2: Yeah, I had a lot of fun too.
0: So there you have it. Special thanks to Eli Grober and Stephen Hedger for their time, and who knew I was going to get so lucky at the end there with Steven's perfect pitch. Until next time, I'm Ryan Mandelbaum. This was Talent Show, and thank you for showing me your talents.